watching and listening tags live aka talk about gay sex the live edition we're here every wednesday night on our brand new home vocal.com this is episode 407 and i'm your host stevie alongside cody maurice doggett how the hell you doing cody hello darling i'm doing wonderful it's in here in my underwear so you know how it is <laughs> i i wasn't gonna say it i noticed it little backstage as cody was setting up there prancing over to his seat that you see him at looking lovely right now hot i saw i'm like are you in your underwear <laughs> Yes, he yes, said, I am in <laughs> Don't tell anybody, but I mean, I tell it myself. So that's good I mean, for you. It is what it good is. Good for you. Be comfortable. I love it. All we are seeing is those chichis on the front. So very Come good on. on you. By the way, you're looking at a fi our five-year anniversary. We're still in a five-year anniversary mode. And you can get swag by going to tagspodcast.com whenever you like you can check out show notes there links to our patreon page where you can support this program links to that for as little as a cup of coffee <laughs> or a high-end cocktail as i like <laughs> to do it go to patreon or you can go to patreon.com forward slash tags podcast but links to swag and even the five-year anniversary that we are still celebrating all year long well what did you miss cody on we missed you on tuesday's podcast episode 406 you had a family gathering you went to yes i did i missed you guys too so much so i'm ripping and roaring to be back Absolutely. And one of the things that happened actually yesterday was National Coming Out Day, October 11th. When we record this, it's October 12th. But one of the things that we talked about on with Lincoln mm -hmm. was Madonna may or may not have come out on TikTok. I don't know if you heard all about that. We're not going to relitigate that right now. He wasn't for <laughs> it at all and thought she was just being silly. I said there might be something to it. But more importantly, Cody, Velma mm -hmm. of Scooby-Doo came out as lesbian. Velma <laughs> Dinkley, my homegirl from way back in college. Oh my! Is that goodness. her last name? It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> of you course know, know. you know it of course i know velma's last name i love velma she's been giving me lesbian vibes since the 60s and i adore <laughs> her she's in the black women women of color um her girlfriend is giving very much storm vibes and i love every second of it so me and velma go way back so i'm here for it I love that. And like I said, yesterday was National Coming Out Day, so they timed it out perfectly, I think, for Velma to come out, whether or not Madonna has come out or not. Stay tuned on that. But here is a list. There's 45 celebrities who came out as of LGBTQ plus in 2022 so far. I'm not going to go through the whole list, obviously, because okay. we have okay. a show to do. <laughs> <laughs> so like, whoop, That's we the whole show day. right there. <laughs> But I do know that you are a fan, obviously, of Drag Race. And yes. Trinity the Tuck came out as transgender. Yes, also in the mix of coming out as transgender were a few other ones. Do you remember in the list of I've from, been scrolling through? From Drag Race specifically, Bosco came out. Um, I think Willow Pill came out as non-binary. Yes, um let me see who else is here. Keep going through that. And so people... Kennedy came out as transgender. Go ahead. What were we going to say? Yeah, that's really kind of in, uh, a, a really cool thing of the last couple of years regarding drag race is that people are not only just coming out now, drag queens that have been are coming out as trans now mm -hmm. that I bet at the early seasons there wasn't a comfort level to even nurse that idea, even if you yes. felt that. Yes. And don't you think it's such a product of the times and we are moving forward with that drag and, and the fact that the show has embraced it as well. Oh yeah. I think RuPaul's Jag Race in general has done so much for the LGBTQ community. And that's just part of it that 
these these queens are coming out and they're being more comfortable in their skin and they are more accepting of who they are on the inside in order to be able to come out and really accept who they are as 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 people. So I really really love that and I I adore RuPaul. RuPaul is sometimes a little bit antiquated in in their thought process, but I mean, I still love and I adore RuPaul and I really really advocate for how much they have done for the LGBTQ community as far even just if it's just from a visibility standpoint. So yeah, creating a platform for people to even come out and express themselves in various facets is really cool. Also on the list that I watched his special comedian Gerard Carmichael. I think you watched it as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So good. Really interesting. The, the list goes on and on. Janelle Monet came out as non-binary. Mm-hmm. Trying to th- think of some other ones here on the Ava list. Ava Philippe. Reese, okay. Reese yeah. and Ryan's. That's cool too, right? Yeah. Child. I was going to say daughter, but I think they're non-binary. Um, but yeah, so Little Wop also came out. And you know what really, really gets me about the younger people coming out? It's more like... Oh, well. And Little Wop actually says that. He's like, whatever, I'm bisexual. And I think that that's so affirming to, you know, ha- be able to come out and really just be who you are and it not be such a big deal nowadays. When I was growing up, it used to be that it was a real struggle to actually come out and be more comfortable with yourself and in your skin. So I really, really applaud them for that. Yeah, I want to remind everybody that we are live on Wednesday night here. And if you're live, hello. Thank you so much for watching us. Tell us what age you came out in the comment section and we'll read it throughout the show. Because this next related story, I was talking a little bit about it to Lincoln. Advocate had put it out based on a Trevor Project research, a recent research that essentially said that more and more younger people are coming out and that's a great thing i think the article is trying to say but ultimately Mm -hmm. it only really matters if they can have the support that they need so like you said i didn't come out until i was 21 20 20 in college and by that point i had resources and you know i was already an adult and was able to handle it I don't know how I would handle it. I don't think earlier on, and if anybody that I don't think anybody in my surroundings Mm -hmm. would have supported. I've told stories on the show before of examples of being, because I spent most of my time, not just in school, but on the gymnastic team. Okay. consumed so much of my time. If we weren't in practice four hours a day, I was traveling to a competition and when I was around, you would think gymnastics, everyone always has that stereotype. Oh, yeah. gymnasts and ice skaters are all gay. And no, they weren't. I was probably... Really? No, not that at all. That was my dream back in the day, to be like in the gymnastics locker room, really like... They were sexy and hot, oh, but okay. they weren't all gay. And that's okay. the whole thing. And there uh-huh. were, and we're talking the 80s. So the examples were not far and even if and I remember and I told the story before so I'm not going to retell it now but just the brief version of going to see college gymnasts in a competition and having many of my other teammates make fun of one of the guys that was on one of the teams knowing he was gay and saying all these names and calling him well if he gets AIDS he deserves it that kind of lingo pervasive was pervasive at the time so not welcoming at all to come out and so when you hear things like a 2022 national survey on lgbtq youth and mental Mm -hmm. health that examines what's going on with our why suicide is at such a high level right now let me just read you a couple of findings LGBTQ plus youth are coming out about are coming out about their sexual orientations at younger ages. Mm-hmm. The youth in the sample who were 13 to 17 came out on average at age 13, while those 18 to 24 came out on average around 16. Those that came out before 13 had increased odds of suicide. 
with a number of 56% of LGBTQ plus youth who came out before 13 seriously considered wow. suicide in the past year compared to 42% of those who came out later. 22% of those who came out before 13 attempted suicide in the past year compared to 12% of those who came out later. There's more numbers. I'll post this important story and st statistics on tagspodcast.com on show notes for episode 407 for you to look at yourself. One related thing, and then we'll discuss the Trevor Project, who okay. did the study, just expanded uh, to uh, Mexico. Uh, they, they're going to have an mm -hmm. office and a crisis for Mexico online. And you, this is implementing uh, all their crisis hotline that they have. And I think it's their first foray into international services, which I think is really amazing. But it's kind that of crazy, great. right? And so important that, you know, I mean, we say these numbers that you can come out. I don't think I would have, I maybe could have been in that category had I come out earlier based on yeah. some of these findings. Yeah, same here. I, it's really saddening to hear all of these, like the statistics of it. I know that I came out around when I was 18 and I think that I had a decided, it was like a, a, an active decision to come out when I felt like my family could actually handle it. Because I feel like I knew and was denying it a little bit earlier. And even I tried to be straight. I tried to do all the things that I could do in order to. I dated women. Oh, yep. my gosh. Shocker. <laughs> same here. Same here. So, but yeah, it really took me a while to make sure that I would, was in a safe space in order for me to come out and have my family's full support when I did come out. And even then, even when I did come out, it was still a rocky road for, for me and my family. So I totally get those statistics. And I really, really, I'm just, my heart goes out to all those families. And I really hope that in, in a future day and age, it will be easier and that those statistics will be so much less and they probably won't even exist. That's my hope for the future, at least. I agree with your hope. And also watching us live right now, Billy says he came out when he was 24. I think right before I moved to Japan with the military. Wow. Coming from a, right before I moved to Japan with the military. So you were in the military, yes. I'm assuming. I believe so. Uh, wow. And right before. Okay. Great. Uh, El Rey, watching us live, says, I came out as bi at 20. That was questionable. Okay. Okay. I got All it. Right. I'm assuming you're, <laughs> no, are you still bi or have you transitioned to another? Sometimes maybe you're still bi, so I don't know. Yeah. Xavier, Xavier says, I don't think I ever came out per se. I just always knew I was not straight. Wow. And that is another thing to occur at times too. And I think that's kind of Lincoln's point too. He never officially came out. He, per se, just almost exactly what Xavier said too. So, oh, wow. Yeah. That's so interesting to me because I feel like maybe it's just something that is taken for granted in, in, in those families. I would like to pick Lincoln's brain a little bit about this and see like what his family thought or what they think or what, what's, what's surrounding that decision for him not to necessarily come out per se, because I think I mentioned to you before when I went to go, when I took Joe, my boyfriend to visit my great aunt, uh, I, I was sweating bullets there. I was wondering what are they going to think? Do they even know that I'm gay? My mom said to me, she said, everybody knows, honey, you're not even, <laughs> you're not fooling anybody with that. <laughs> you, we could see that wig coming out of underneath your hat. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, Lincoln identifies now as gay. Of course, he's said it before. And so, but yeah. It would be interesting to break it down a little bit more. I big shout out to Amelia Duquesne, our <gasps> we who we love yes. watching us live right now. Amelia says, "Took me until I was twenty six to come out." Yeah, not I was like I said, I was twenty. Sometimes it's different times, 
And El Rey clarifies, gay, maybe bi, curious. I've had fun with a few girls. Okay, I hear you. Nice. Yeah, so well, am I. <laughs> yeah, right? You know, one of the things that I think is so talked about the coming out is interesting, but you and I were talking offline that sex ed may or may not have been talked about when you were growing up. It was for me, uh -huh. but it was very brief and it was always in a heteronormative arena. Yeah. And certainly nothing LGBTQ plus. And I can only imagine mm -hmm. why so many people suffer from it's the disinformation that kids don't get teenagers, at least that, you know, we're not talking mm -hmm. kids, but teenagers of yeah. proper sex education or just sex education in general. And it could lead to so many issues that could be traumatizing, could be, I remember even in college, one of the first guys I slept with, a friend of the gymnastic team, wasn't on the gymnastic team. And okay. he, uh, he was very forceful in the way he wanted to have sex with me without condoms. And we're talking in the early 90s when it was so, important to practice safe sex with condoms and i remember reading him on all that and telling him no you can't do that and wondering going to get tested and going through that whole mm -hmm. process of the hiv test that was i believe at that time a two-week process to get your results back so what you know when you don't oh yeah i know you can imagine so sex ed nerve-wracking yeah sex ed coming out is one thing but there's no information ever really i mean maybe now online and through apps and so forth you can find it TikTok, perhaps people are learning about yeah. sex ed if you come out early i don't know what are your thoughts so it's so funny because when you posed this question to me in our pre-production meeting i had the perfect thing to say and i was like i am not going to let him know because i want to see his 100 percent authentic reaction i was actually my first year of college coming out not only were my grades shitty because i was getting to live that gay life that i didn't even know i was missing out on but i also became a peer sex educator at the local lgbtq um center in norfolk virginia Wow. So I know how to, we would uh, go around to, not not the local schools, we would do the, the education in the LGBTQ center, and we would educate the youth on the proper guidelines for in order to have safe sex and gay sex, even though I was still wow. learning myself how to have gay sex. So I know how to put a, a, a condom on a cucumber with just my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know, right? So uh, I'm going to put that on my about resume. to demonstrate right now. <laughs> Here's my cucumber Joe, right here. Bring in, bring in the cucumber. <laughs> that, I'm going to save that for the OnlyFans, honey. Okay. <laughs> Got it. I, I knew we were going to get a demonstration request. What year was Wait, this? I'm going to make them pay for it, though. Was this for college or high school, you said? And at, around what it year? Was a, so I was a a part of the college LGBTQ group, the outreach group or whatever, what have you. I think it was like the LGBTQ society. I forget what it was. But then in addition to that, I was also uh, a member of a peer group educator at this LGBTQ center. It was completely separate from the college. Got it. I was very okay. active when I was younger. Now it's hard to get me out of bed, honey. But back in the day when I had a lot of energy, I was like 18 years old. And I don't want to say the year, 1998. Uh <laughs> okay, but that's my point. 1998. Yeah. Okay, it's great. And you're talking college. Excellent. Glad you did. Glad you were. Your mouth was on a cucumber, and I do want to. I will join your OnlyFans to see that. I mean, but make some points, honey. Right, but when, when I re reference this Trevor study, they're talking mm -hmm. about people coming out younger and younger, but younger and only younger. if they have the support are they doing okay. Suicide for so we're not not that coming out means you have to have sex right away at all if you can. But you should at least know some basics about it. And I hope yeah. people are looking out for you, not just because of bullying and for, because a lot of the, the reason why many of them are 
considering suicide and committing suicide is because of threats, bullying, mm -hmm. ostrac being ostracized by family, friends, and so on and so forth. So there's that whole problem that yes. needs to be dealt with that I think hopefully Trevor Project, thank God, is around for that. Yes. But then there's those that, you know, you should just know some basics about just like you learn hopefully in your teenage years about sex ed, they mm -hmm. should, you should be able to learn about that. And it could be outside of school. There should be, there could be groups. If you're in Florida and they don't want to teach this I was stuff in the say. schools, <laughs> it can, then you as a parent need to look to your children to find out those things and get them the answers that they are looking for. I mean, really? Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. I think that that's why it's so important for us to be able to teach the children in, yeah. in schools about right. everything and everything that can come their way so that they can be prepared, not necessarily to indoctrinate them into the gay lifestyle. I'm using air quotes for our audio listeners. And I, because I think that that's a bunch of BS. And I think- Not malarkey? Malarkey! <laughs> <laughs> it's just so that they can actually be prepared for anything that comes their way. And you never know what a child can encounter in their life. And it, I think that that also, learning about all that stuff bolsters their self-confidence, their self-worth, and all of that stuff. And I think that, that the more that you know, the, the better you do in life basically. And I feel like also, so uh, if you don't have peer educators where you are at your local LGBTQ center, then I feel like there are plenty of books out there, the Gay Kama Sutra, things of that nature, that you can go and actually research this, these things on on how to really please them, please your partner and whomever. So yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Well stated. Okay. Moving on. We have to talk about this kind of a lighter story here yeah. uh, of, a, of a Michigan man. So, you know, you've talked about recently risky sex. We've talked about it on the show. What's mm -hmm. considered risky sex, having sex in outdoor locations where you could essentially be caught where it's not legal. Okay. That's risky sex. And you stated recently on an episode, Cody, that we all, as many of us in the LGBTQ world or gay world, are attracted to risky sex. Okay. And tell us recently why you thought that. Is because sex has always been something that has been taboo and not yeah. represented that much? Yeah, because we've had to keep our sex a secret for so long. So... We get yes. addicted to the high of actually having to keep that secret, if that makes sense. Got it. So on that note, I do think us gays and LGBTQ are much better at having risky sex and getting away with it. Okay. Our hetero, we keep talking about, recently we were talking about, at, uh, I believe it was in Ohio, the same fair, like, like an amusement park fair, had two separate incidents of two okay. straights, straights trying to have sex on a Ferris wheel that got caught and then going into the haunted house at the same amusement park. A was woman it the same was, people? No, no. That's okay. the whole point. Right. The stupid <laughs> straight people at the same and didn't get the memo. A girl was stroking her man's cock in line before they went into the freaky deaky months she wanted to see the monster before she went into the hey. haunted house <laughs> but and then here's a new one a michigan man is finally this is a story of last year but he's finally found guilty of jacking off into a tickle me elmo doll's mouth during a home inspection a jury yesterday convicted a Michigan man of aggravated indecent exposure for using a Tickle Me Elmo doll to masturbate while he was inspecting a residence on behalf of a potential purchaser. Kevin Van Leuven. We will call him Damn, out. We got his full name? <laughs> Kevin Van Leuven. When you're dumb, you Woo! get called out. Oh my who's God. Six, who's 60 was found guilty of the misdemeanor following a one day trial in Oakland County Circuit Court. The jury acquitted Van Leeuwen of malicious destruction of property, also a misdemeanor. 
and a $2,000 fine. The indecent exposure count carries a maximum penalty for two years in prison. He essentially wow. was working in the house doing an inspection and went up and grabbed, there's a picture of him, of him too, that they have. So they had a camera in the baby's room and he grabbed the Tickle Me El Elmo, went into the closet and masturbated on the Tickle Me Elmo. And wow. I don't know what says not sexual, not sexy at all than a Tickle Me, than an Elmo doll. I know, right? <laughs> I could never. But it's I... like, what are the straights? Sorry, listeners who might be straight, but you're just not, you don't have our savviness that we have to be able to get away with risky sex. I mean, come on. I know, right? We don't want to give away all our secrets. You just, it's a oh, genius. Right, right. We were born this way. <laughs> damn it. I, I was born this way to figure out in Fire Island that I could have sex on a rooftop and well, not that risky in Fire Island. I mean, who's well, really I've policing? Had sex on the Fire, Fire Island. But that's boardwalk. not really that risky no. if you think about it. It's not that risky. I had sex in my stairwell with my neighbor who I was dating at the time during the height of the pandemic. So piece wow. all that together. And we, for shits and giggles, thought it would be fun to have sex. But we knew there was no cameras in there. And we had it. We did it. We had it. We did it. We smacked it up and nice, <laughs> and it was fun. Flip it and rub it down. And I've had some other risky sex in bathrooms around the city and oh, overseas yes. and so on and so forth. But the I've key is so many dicks in bathrooms, don't, I've lost count. <laughs> right, but don't get caught. I mean, it's just so yeah. dumb. I'm telling you, we should really. You know what? We should start making them feel like like they have to hide their sex and maybe then they'll get better at it. Uh, you know, we should flip the flip the script on them so that they feel a little bit ashamed of <laughs> of being straight and maybe then then they'll become better at having risky sex. What do you yeah, think about that? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> what are people saying, Cody, before I move on to our next story? People are saying that Amelia says, do you guys think the newer generation are less prone to practice and learn about practicing safe sex with prep being around now? What do you think, Steve? Well, I thought of this actual mm -hmm. state, what Amelia is alluding to. And I don't know, you might not know to think about that if you don't have the proper education on HIV status. And mm -hmm. by the way, are you even able to get prep at when you're coming out at 13 through 17, yeah. I'm assuming the answer is no, because we can barely get it at my, your I'm sorry. I think I, th I was thinking you probably have to have your parents approval because I think oh, that okay, but young, young that whole statement that you just said, yeah. Are you real? Are first of all, if we're talking about children coming mm -hmm. out or adolescents coming out between the ages of, you know, 10, 13 to 17, and contemplating suicide, I don't think they're going to then go to their parents and say, and by the way, I yeah. heard about, did they even know about PrEP? Do they, whose insurance is this going under? Is the parents going to be okay? That's a whole thing that I don't find yeah. realistic in the first place. I PrEP wasn't around when I was in the 80s, but I guarantee my father was not going to call his insurance company my Catholic Mexican father <laughs> was just going to slap me around and we wouldn't even get to the conversation about a drug called prep that he's going to have to call his doctor under. I mean, it's just the whole, it's just not believable in for many families, I think at all. So I think just even knowing that is not going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would like to think that with all of the, everything that's available to the younger generation, I would hope that they are pr practicing safe, safer sex and they because they have more knowledge as far as the AIDS epidemic and everything is concerned. So I, it's my hope that they are actually pr practicing safer, safer sex. 
Also commenting so. right now is El Ray, and he says, if he did it at home, referring to the Tickle Me Elmo, mm -hmm. if he did it at home, the Tickle Me Elmo would have still been questionable, but he's out of line for not keeping it to himself. Yeah. Keep, yeah, keep your fetishes at home. Get, make sure that you they don't... Because whose Tickle Me Elmo was he jacking off into? That's my question. At the house that he was I know, inspecting. but it must be... A baby's... Some child's took me Elmo that he's ruined that child for the rest oh. of their life. He's, that's de that's horrible. That's deplorable. And I can't believe that. The straights excommunicated. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. First of all, just dumb. Dumb in every respect. I do remember as a child, the neighbors are up. Oh, here I am divulging more information. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me think about this story no it's Come i can on. tell it we're this is still we're back to the 80s again and uh -huh. the next the neighbors across the street i remember them there were a couple and they were lovely and they asked if i would watch the, like take their mail in and i okay. believe they had a cat that they wanted me to feed and i remember <laughs> the husband was probably like in his 40s hot and beefy big chest Ooh. and they had a waterbed that tells you how old this time was i, a water used to love water beds. Well, i went into the bedroom and looked at the waterbed and i picked up the mattress and he had or somewhere and i found his his playboy and i looked at that what? and i did find his underwear in the hamper and i smelled it nice i love it and i was I into it. that yeah I like that. Oh and i jacked off gosh. thinking to that so but 80s and in my neighborhood we did not have cameras and i knew mm -hmm. there was no cameras because it was middle class but nobody had 80s we didn't have cameras like that and if so i didn't get caught ever i think should i go yeah. now should i go <laughs> go because i have one. Oh yes. my gosh <laughs> <laughs> So when I was younger, we had this family friend. I don't know where he, he had a bunch of playboys, right? But he also had a bunch of penthouses and he had one playgirl. And I... Oh. <laughs> in penthouse, I, you could get a little dick in there you too You can get sometimes. a little dick yeah. in penthouse. So did my guy have a little bit of that too, right? <laughs> oh my God, I just snorted. Oh you my just God. snorted. <laughs> It's not a show till Cody snorts. Oh my gosh. So I wore that playgirl out. I took it out. I they were I don't know what I was why they left me alone. I must have been like 14, 13, and I grinded on the playgirl. I know he was like, what the hell is going on with this playgirl? <laughs> who <laughs> who used this thing like that? I yeah, I, it was really, really bad because I I don't know why he had it either. Because it was, well, okay, look at our stories. We got he was away a single with man. A number one, we got away with it. Unlike Tickle Me mm -hmm. Elmo guy. I mean, how humiliating. <laughs> B, at least yours was a playgirl, and mine was, and it was the underwear, Cody. Remember when the eighties there was silky men would wear those silky briefs that yes. And I was like sniffing them and all that, and but they were in the hamper, and I think I did. Check I, out. I did Yeah, I was totally, <laughs> I was totally into it. But they were going to be washed in the next round of laundry, so I was safe there. But we didn't get caught, and it wasn't a doll that belonged to a child. We were adolescents as well. This exactly. is a grown ass sixty year old man who's on the job. Using a tickle me Elmo, shame on you, Mister, and that's why you Go get to caught jail. for two Go to years. Jail Go and pay Go that to, two thousand dollars. Yeah, don't pass goat don't collect two hundred dollars el ray says remember the international mail magazine and i okay well then we got to talk about this next story let's skip to the next story because it's red so we just uh, el ray i don't know if you were listening uh, a couple episodes ago but we were just talking about there's a brand new you might not know this a brand new documentary coming out that's making the festival circuit on international mail and it looks 
amazing. You watched it, Cody. Yes. Right. And we were talking all about how, what that meant to us and how amazing. And we actually had a story that we're going to skip to it right now because, and we'll address international mail. Yes. Was super popular. There is, can you drop it in the comment section? I'll post this on tagspodcast.com so they know what we're talking about, but models. Yes. 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 So the, the article is entitled Models Drop Their Trousers for the Magazine Dust Magazine. With the rise of magazines like Yummy and Ooh La La, it seems the editorial world is becoming more welcoming to full frontal male nudity. And from the male gaze to gaze, gaze... It's an evolution, <laughs> as they write on cock and cocktails. And one That's such magazine, yeah, I like that. One such magazine is Dust, who have featured Pablo Fernandez, but not, but not his underwear. They've actually featured a, a whole load of models where they're wearing fashion on top and completely <laughs> naked on the bottom. And if you scroll through it, you. At the the one man has a Celine sweater on, uh-huh. a headset dangling, the kind that plugs in like mine right now, and a T-shirt. And you scroll down and go, "Oh, whoa!" And there is <laughs> an uncut penis staring at you. And then they show the rest of them. It winks. It winked a little. It bit. winks and nods. <laughs> There's also some females. I just noticed. I didn't notice the first yes. time around, but mainly males. And what do you think is up with this? Because like El Ray suggested, we talked about this offline and it might be the current marketing trend to show full frontal and sell the clothes. I don't know if it's really selling to me and I am by no means a prude. Guys, I told you I jacked off to my neighbor's underwear, so I'm clearly not a prude at all. Just don't get caught. But the thing of it all is I'm with El Rey and you and this new international male documentary, and I'm about the old school way where you showed a little bit and you left a lot to the imagination. And boy... My imagination went wild. How about you? What's your <laughs> thoughts on this? I totally agree. I feel like, and like, I love penises. Okay. They're yeah. my, my, in the top 10 of my favorite things, honestly. But <laughs> I feel like this is a little bit too much. I, like it's flaccid. It doesn't, it doesn't get my juices going as far as uh, advertising is concerned. It doesn't make me want to buy the clothes. I, like you said, I feel like <clears throat> the the more that's left to the imagination, it, the better off you'll be. Because with those other clothes, you can kind of imagine undressing those people. And it was really, really hot. But I feel like here that there's no undressing. There's not nothing left to the imagination. It's just here. Here's a dick. And <laughs> well, here's a Celine sweater for three thousand dollars and a dick <laughs> with a side of dick. With a side of dick. <laughs> the thing is, I'm going to put this statement out there. Okay. That you might not like, but maybe we're just not ready for this. Maybe and I say are. that. As somebody that all summer long went to the nude beach in Jersey and had a great time, Gunnison Nude Beach, and really got comfortable, finally, I think I'm finally comfortable being naked in public and really embracing it and all for what it's worth and thinking, yeah, it t- after it takes a minute, but you really get into it, and it's not sexual at all. Mm-hmm. And then I met somebody that my wingman friend called over and as we were calling over, he was getting hard as he was talking to me because we were flirting. That's hot. And then another time I was talking to, I was looking next. I'm sorry. Okay, white claw. <laughs> I was looking next door to our neighbor. I'm going to say our neighbor that was lying next to us, but our neighbor, uh-huh. Uh-huh. we were sharing quarters practically, who was stroking his cock hard. That's and hot. I did not tell my friend who's on the spectrum of, I don't know what he is, but just because I think that would have freaked him out. So I uh-huh. do think we're not quite there yet. And even though you can be free and naked is nakedness, I think when you try and combine fashion and n- nakedness, it's 
you're just gonna like I wouldn't want that magazine on my coffee table with all yeah. my other beautiful coffee table books mm -hmm. and my mom come over and be like oh what's this and I'm like no no mom don't open that one up <laughs> there's dicks <Yeah>. there <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> I can't and so yeah I'm just not there yet and that's why I think maybe as a society we're not quite there yet I could be wrong I don't know yeah, I agree with you. I just think that um I think that it's it's just not really that sexy. I think that it's and 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 Ray agrees with me and I really think that are we puritanical? Are we are we um are we prudes now because we don't think that this the bottom half naked is 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 hot and it makes me want to buy a Celine sweater for too much money that I don't have. <laughs> I just think we're on the verge of it, okay. we're seeing men's genitalia now finally in certain productions on the stage, on screen. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen that five, ten years ago, and it was like, oh my god, women's bodies were always okay. So we finally, so it was kind of misogynistic, if you ask mm -hmm. me. So now we're at leveling that playing field out. That oh well, there can actually be a penis on stage and on the screen. Uh, I don't know what, but usually it's done in a situation that's natural on screen or on stage. There's mm -hmm. a reason why. I don't know why on a fashion magazine that, you know, I guess people, I mean, you're walking around in your underwear right now doing a show. <laughs> so, so that's your lifestyle, <laughs> drinking a white club. I won't go into what all that says about you. Wearing a fish I'm fabulous. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Exactly. Um. <laughs> I'm going to actually push back a little bit, though, because on stage and screen, I do find it a little bit sexy. Just think about Jesse Williams in Take Me Out. Him having his flaccid penis out and take me out. I thought that was very, very hot. It's just for the advertisements. I feel like you should leave a little bit to the imagination because the whole undressing part of it is the sexy part of it. No, but to your point, what I meant by those stage and screen is conducive to the show. Okay. Okay. He's he's in the locker room on take me out of a baseball major, a baseball team. And Yes, they didn't maybe need to put that in there, but he is in a locker room where you do take off your clothes and it's realistic to the storyline. Sometimes there's sex scenes happening and they, for years and years, didn't include the penis, but they would show women's breasts and everything else. Yeah, so not it's fair. a sex scene and why, <laughs> yeah. So I think it's leveling the playing field out and they're, but they're also in conducive to what's going on on the storyline. I'm not sure what a Celine sweater and then seeing an uncut. <laughs> Next week, I'm going to do the show with no underwear. <laughs> All right, so will I. And let's see, let's see we'll if see. we feel relevant and how we feel. Let's okay, do it. Yeah. We invite Let's our audience. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> if you join our pre-show, we may or may not give you a preview of what we're that we really are. I will. I will. Will I you? Cannot, I cannot. Will you? We're not. We're, we won't be recording. I'm. I'm just a question. Let me discuss it with my boyfriend. One of I've, the two. I'm practically married. Uh, uh, you're practically married. <laughs> <laughs> we gave Cody such a hard time on that. I, know. I loved every second of it, though. Okay. Thank you for oh, playing man. on that. <laughs> okay. Which, where are we on the show? I think we got to skip that last topic that we were going to go to. Uh, and... Reading the straight haters for filth? Yeah, uh, straight haters. Sorry, what topic are you talking okay. about? Uh, the uh, reading the tweets, reading the street haters. Yeah, let's get you to the Reddit story. Okay, Red let's go. Don't you think that one? Oh yeah, let's do it. Okay, so there's a recent Reddit thread that caught my attention, and we talk. We've talked a lot. I guess I'm obsessed with when people talk about flirting, and I've had different comments on the show on how I thought I'm a good flirter, but actually now this redditor has me thinking differently now. So what mm -hmm. are your most successful IRL in real life flirting strategies? I had to look up IRL, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like flirting I, is. Do you want to tell the guests what it what it what it is? Yeah, I told I said it. I mean, uh, oh, in real oh, okay. in real I'm life. Sorry, yeah, in real life. I apologize. So I feel like flirting is becoming a lost art. He writes, as for many young guys, most of my dating experiences have been on the apps, and now there's not. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. However, when you meet up with a Tinder or Grinder date, you don't have to go through the do they like me phase. You know they're physically attractive enough to you to meet up. Expectations are mostly clear as well. Hook up or date, who tops, who bottoms. You basically just have to ex execute. Flirting feels very safe. Um, the risk of rejection is much lower. Mm -hmm. He writes, and while I'm pretty successful on the apps, I have a much harder time in the clubs, parties, hangouts, etc. There have been only a handful of times where I took someone home from a party, but in those instances, the attraction from the other person was very obvious, like constant staring. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine who's 10 years older almost solely dates in real life and seems to have such an easy time with it he's definitely attractive but he's not your tall okay i'm just gonna go there's a lot here every time we go out to gay spaces he seems to get the guy he's interested in even if there's seems to be no initial rapport between them but there is the moment where he decides to go after someone and the energy just shifts there must be something about the way he approaches looks talks thinks that makes him so irresistible Okay, final paragraph. Now I'm wondering, he says, seductive gaze of Reddit, what are your most successful hands-on strategies when you're romantically or sexually interested in someone in real life? And I'm not talking about some con artist, pickup artist shit. <laughs> I'm also not talking about basics. Yeah. What <laughs> mindset and what behavior makes you most seductive? And, you know, before I read this i think i thought i had good game when i went out and flirting but i'll tell you the second half of my thing that i do that i don't really okay. think of flirting anymore but the first thing that came to mind was i was at the eagle here in new york city about a week ago and i met a guy and i asked we went home we had great sex i talked about it on episode 406 so you can listen to that one to know about how it went it went great but the reality of the situation was I asked him in bed after we had had sex the second time. And I said, how did we meet? Because I had a couple too many tequilas. Mm -hmm. And I said, how did we really meet? He said, oh, simply, I saw you were getting your dick sucked. And I thought, <laughs> that looks good. He could do better than the guy that's sucking it. And I said, do you, and I stopped, pulled you up from him and said, what are you doing? And I said, do you want to go home with me? And I said, but I'm basically a bottom. And he said, I'm versatile. That's okay. And we went home. Meanwhile, I topped him. But the point is, he you went for work. what he wanted. <laughs> he went for, there was no flirtation. He just looked down and saw what he saw and thought I could do better and grabbed me up and brought me home. That's, okay. There's and no flirting in that. It's just directness. And the, the other thing I will say is I think I thought I flirted a lot. I just tend to talk to a lot of people when yeah. I do go out. I'm somewhat of a loner in general, but when I do leave my space here, I set an intention every single time to mm -hmm. connect with whoever I come in contact. And it could be anybody. Yeah. But one of the things that I do do is if I go to one of the bars here in New York called Monster is a sit-down bar on the top floor. Uh -huh. And I'll go there by myself, order a martini, and whoever sits to the left or right of me, I have a conversation with. That's and beautiful. Nine times out of 10, it's great. I might even flirt with them a little bit. Maybe it leads somewhere, maybe it doesn't. Just be open and talk to people. And if you connect with somebody, you can layer in a little flirtation and cuteness, which can be fun. What are your thoughts on this? No, I agree with you. I think that we should go to the monster and I should sing a couple songs and you should just flirt with everybody. I love it. Um, can we plan that? I want to do that so bad. Okay. Uh, <laughs> But I, I totally agree with you. You just talk to people. It's about making those connections. Your mother warned you when you were a kid not to talk to strangers. But as an adult, let all that shit go when you get older. Uh, yeah. And talk to as many strangers as you can, especially if they have the balls to and the chutzpah to come up and Ooh. speak to you first. Because I think that, that it takes a lot of personal 
uh, self-fortitude in order to go up and actually talk to other people. So be receptive to other people. Um, when you're in a safe environment, you it will never, ever diminish you to talk to another person. It will only provide more context and more uh, colors to who you are as a person. So I say talk to as many people as possible. If you're actu actually interested in the person, my tip is to touch them in respectful uh -oh. ways as much as possible. Be on the shoulder. I'm, like, I'm thinking abort, abort. No, 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 no. Not, not on the butt or on the... Okay, thank you. Cot. I was like... In respectful pull ways. Pull his mic, producer. <laughs> <laughs> Not not anywhere that will get you a lawsuit for Thank sexual you. harassment. Okay. <laughs> so touch them on the shoulder. Touch their you can even touch their chest. Oh, that's a very erogenous zone, but it's still very safe if you touch them on their chest. And can you do a Janet? <laughs> not in the thunder and rain okay um, <laughs> and that is a good way to gauge their uh whether or not they're interested in you as well so the physical touch is amazing yes absolutely and i do think you know with the cocktail if you do imbibe can give you a little bit of liquid courage to talk to as el ray just says the more people you talk to the easier it is Have and i and it's or a white claw it's a numbers game <laughs> but you also have to be mindful that you're going out not everything needs to be the hookup of the night yeah the, your next husband your next boyfriend it could just be somebody not even uh, the next friendship it could just be the lovely person that you talk to that evening and i've yeah. met so many and you'll know in the few first few minutes whether or not they're receptive or not receptive to it. It could be just a few minutes, but it's kind of a, I say for those out there that are nervous about putting themselves out there and how do I do this, go to your local bar, order even a mocktail if you don't drink, but if mm -hmm. you do drink, even better, and just strike up a conversation. Start with the bartender. Most bartenders in major cities, if you go on a Thursday night, a Tuesday night, have a little bit more time on their hands to talk to them. You'll get a little bit more lay of the land of the bar and what the nights are. You can ask them. This is what I actually do. I'm not speaking out of turn. Yeah. This is actually what yeah. I've done in the I past. So yeah. that way I know I can go on a Thursday night here into the monster get a seat at the bar where I couldn't get it on Friday or Saturday mm -hmm. and I can actually sit there and I'll have a drag queen sit next to me. I'll have a transgender another time sitting to the right of me. I'll have a person of a certain age who sit to the left of me. I'll have a twink sit to the, and the, you'll be surprised at the fabulous conversations that you have that I chalk it up to here in New York that, oh, so New York, but yeah. it can be wherever you're at. And it can be such a fun experiment with yourself to push yourself. And it's just connecting with people. And in that mix, you might find some sexiness in what your game really is, but you gotta put yourself in the arena to be able to find out what your game actually is. Yeah, I totally agree. Just aim yeah. for a connection. Yeah. Bottom line. Right. Xavier says, I appreciate being direct since most times I don't notice they are flirting. Yeah. So you know what? I am good at spotting when somebody's flirting with my friends, but when somebody's flirting with me, it goes right over my head. So I totally get that. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm completely oblivious when somebody flirts with me. So, yeah. And some direct approach is good. Yeah, and sometimes flirting can be, there's a guy in my grocery store that I go to downstairs here in my building that he's gay and he told me once before he saw me at a concert and I thought about asking him out, but then we just had this really great rapport mm -hmm. that is really lovely. I know him by his first name. I shout out to him. He shouts back at my name and it just gives me a good feeling. It's a it's a lesson in just putting yourself out there, not being so closed off when you go out there. Not everything needs to turn into a romantic sexual hookup, but yeah. know that it could 
And by opening the door, it's just lovely, I think, to be open to talking to so many various types of people. And I know in major cities, it's a treat to be able to talk to so many people. And, you know, not everyone's going to be great, so but that's okay. That's true. And it's yeah. okay because you've, you've learned from that experience and you yeah. take that experience forward. I agree. You'll learn to move on quickly from those that you don't want to be around and... That's another thing, too. All right. In the comment section, I put in, we're going to play our favorite game as we round out the show, Straight Up Gay Porn's Thirst Trap. And before we get to that, I'll, as you guys watching us live can click on there and find out your favorites, because it's our job to descriptively tell you why we think they took the hottest photo of the week. But I want to tell you quickly about our current sponsor. It's Roman, uh, getroman.com forward slash tags, getroman.com forward slash tags to get 20% off. And one of the things that they're really promoting right now are these Roman swipes. Ooh. Roman swipes, you just put on a tip of your penis that's the most sensitive area that will still give you this sensation and not implant it onto your partner so they mm -hmm. won't another taste it and you can last longer in bed. And who doesn't oh, want to wow. last longer in bed? They come in these great little swipes. You can have sex to your heart's desire for those all-nighters. I am here Love for it. it. They're really great. You can go to getroman.com forward slash tags right now to get 20% off and put this game. They make great stocking stuffer, stuff, stuffers. Yes, stocking yeah. stuffers. You can stock my. You can stock my. Yeah, you can stuff my stocking anytime now. There you go. <laughs> the tongue, cut the tongue twisty part out, okay? <laughs> right. So check that out. And right now it's time for straight up gay porns. Every week they do this. This week they have eighteen gay porn stars, and they ask the question: Who took the best photo or video of the week? And it's our job to tell you why we think so on an audio podcast and you know i just had to come right in there there were some really good winners for yeah. me but Chirac won my vote partly because i met him at cyber socket when we were nominated earlier this year for best sex podcast and he graciously took a picture with me but he was so nice and in this video he's in a mirror uh, by himself and I was so I think per just I love the fact that he was different from his persona in other words in real life he's kind of a badass and in uh -huh. this video he's in the bathroom at, traveling in Paris because he lists as Paris and you can yeah. tell it's Paris by the way because if any of you have been to Paris you know bathrooms are tiny like they are in major cities but the <laughs> I think it's the, there is on the right of him a blow dryer, but it's like this really old school, almost a vacuum cleaner type yep. blow dryer thing <laughs> that, of course, only Paris would have. But meanwhile, he looks gorgeous. His chest is amazing. He has Calvin Klein underwear on. And in the looking badass, he pulls his dick out of the Calvin Klein underwear. It's thick and it's hard and I'm here for it. And I just love him. And he could not have been nicer in real life, which I love that dichotomy of badass, I'm gonna, and then being so nice in person. <laughs> Who's your, it. yeah. You literally stole mine again this week. I don't oh, know. Damn we it. never have the same one. But okay, I'll just go with, first I'll say that Genius Tony, Tony Genius is just too sexy. But what is going on in the background of all of that picture? It, Let me get to it. It is ridiculous. He's got clothes. He's got a toilet. He's got all the things. Is, oh, is the your background. point? Is it a mess? It's a mess, and I <laughs> he is too cute. But I want and I wanted to pick him, but. I just could not. My my sensibilities would not let me pick him. So I'm going to go with Chirac is my first, but then I'm going to go with Jason Vario as okay. my as my official pick he, because he has on a gaming uh, uh, rig. It's like a microphone with two um, with a what is it called the the speaker? Not the speakers. Uh, what are these called? We oh got two God. minutes, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's in a bathroom and he's taking a picture with a gaming rig on and 
he's got on a hoodie and just this enormous fat cock and it's just beautiful and he's he's gorgeous so yeah that's my pick for this week because you stole mine i was gonna say everything that you said sorry were you gonna say that you met him as well no, I wasn't going to say. Oh, that I didn't part. think you did. Okay, got it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but all the things that's about why Paris. Tra- oh yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. I was like, this is this is Paris, Paris, and he has on Parisian rap in the background, and it is just. I was like, this is the you one can pick. Right we here. can pick the same ones, by the way. We don't have any holds on this, but okay, I'm, I get that. But I, I like do to love a different one than you. I do love the one that you did say that had the messy background because I've noticed a theme over the five years of doing this show that <laughs> all my co-hosts do as much. Maybe sometimes I've been a slob in my life before, but I don't want a slob in my pictures yeah. or or any of that. And I notice all the co-hosts do not like sloppiness going on in the back. If nothing else, throw everything in the refrigerator for the picture. Hello. And, and take that picture and then you can pull it out at the end. But don't yeah. show it to the people <laughs> of the world. Plus your beautiful dick. We are, You can have the biggest dick ever. And we are noticing all that pile of dirty underwear that needs to go to the laundromat. Or and your, I can't come. <laughs> and you can't come because it's just bothersome. El Ray says, Jason V. I will post this on tagspodcast.com for you guys to vote. And Xavier says, Tony G is my pick, but that met. Oh, okay. Yeah. Same yeah. thing with the mess Tony in the background. G. Yeah. <laughs> so his vote, so he switches vote to Ethan now. So I'm not alone here. Love it. And I am posting our website, tagspodcast.com, for you guys to follow. Follow us at tagspodcast on all social media platforms, including the TikTok. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to go to Patreon to support us. We really appreciate all the recent supporters that keeps the show going. You can go to patreon.com forward slash tags podcast and grab a tear you'll be supporting uh sex positive og podcast known as talk about gay sex or tags podcast and support my co-host cody maurice doggett because he is a life coach at kmd coaching kmd coaching or at his personal account maybe you'll get that underwear shot at <laughs> mr maurice mr maurice and we want to thank all of our live viewers for watching us we really appreciate it, it makes the show much more fun you can continue to tweet us at tags podcast on what your thoughts on topics that we talked about so keep the conversation going we'll be back with new shows next week thanks cody so much fun Thank you, babe. So much fun always. Yeah, absolutely. And in the meantime, continue having hot gay, gay sex. sex.